this show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer Mini Sode 16. It's me, Russ the Face Veal. Uh, just me on my own today. I'm, what I'm doing is a little intro before I start putting the mobile recordings I took over the weekend. It's the Monday after the South Coast GT 2016 event. It was a great event. I had a great time. Um, there's been lots of really good coverage on um, the Heel and Hammer YouTube channel. Bridge that gap for people who couldn't attend and, and want to know what's going on. I did a lot of coverage from Twitter on the Facehammer Twitter account. So if you go back and look, you can see there. Also, um, I've recently signed myself up to Facebook again. Um, so I'll be doing some more updates from the Facehammer Facebook page Um I think we're going to look at doing something on Instagram as well and um, just trying to expand our social media um, output. So I'm recording on a new microphone, as you can probably hear, so I sound probably quite different. So this microphone was purchased basically from the Dice money, so thank you to everyone who's, who's purchased Dice and hopefully they'll roll well for you. I do have a very limited number left, only about 30 or 40, so if anyone does want any, then just put an order in through the website and it's first come first served we will get a restock at some point for me the event was fantastic i had a great time and um hopefully everyone else can uh listen to these recordings and get some insight into what, what was going through the event as it happened so just to start off with i've got a couple of interviews I've, I've done an interview with steve follows and tony moore and also with jim bob from the Cheltenham war chiefs on the Friday night just to see how it's going and also me and Les talked in the hotel room quite late at night but the audio and that's quite quiet because we were sort of talking softly uh, to avoid waking anyone up in the adjacent room so maybe that's uh, I'll have to try and amplify Les up because he was very very quiet um, and then also I've got during the event I walked around the venue and I was just talking into the recorder by myself just what I was observing and what was going on and there was a couple of key key points I caught on um, on air, so to speak, which um, I think would be quite interesting. Now, um, I also do a little wrap up at the end after the recordings, um, just to talk through some of the stuff that I didn't get a chance to record right at the end of the event. So it's just going to wrap up my thoughts on the event and, and that. And obviously, we will be doing a main show because the whole Facehammer crew were there, and we'll get people's games run through and a bit more detail on their perspective of the event. But I'll just give my perspective at the end as an organizer. So sit back, enjoy, get ready for some hammer to the face, and hopefully these recordings will be quite entertaining for you. So. Here's the first one. So I'm joined by King awesome of Awesome Town, Town himself, Steve Follows. Hey! Um, we're at the South Coast GT venue, and um, Steve's just basically schooled up Les. Schooled up Les, yeah. Showed him how to play. So, for the South Coast then, how, how are you feeling? Are you confident? Um, I... I'd like to finish top 10, that's my get, that's my aim, but I know my army's really draw dependent, so, so for example if I get Johnson in the first round, I'm screwed. Yeah, um, I think most people are. So it, it is draw dependent because it is very much eggs in a basket, 
Um, there is some versatility there. Uh, you've got to play the missions. You've got to play uh, the scenarios. You know, at all cost things that that will really come into play. I think. Um, but yeah. So you're you're running the gash, aren't you? So, I am. Um, yeah. Your list is it? I mean, obviously, New Dawn. You would have won if painting wasn't a thing. Yep. But obviously, a better man painted his models. Some would so say. Won. Some might say. Some might say. Um, so. In terms of your list between New Dawn and South Coast, have you changed much? Have you done any tweaks? Uh, yeah, so in New Dawn, I was running six uh, Tomb King Carrion, so I thought that might be good at taking out things like War Machines. Um, but there was very little in the way of War Machines. Um, yeah. So, And they're not cheap either. It's 10 points for, no, for six of them. I think because of how good they are getting to where you need them to get, they are a bit pricey. Yeah. Um, so... I kind of thought that uh, for the same points cost, 10 points, I can get two more ghasts. Um, and they are they're scoring units, they've got a decent save, um, they've got a 3d6 charge, so I can raise them eight, like I can raise 18 inches away, plus the nine, got a decent chance of rolling a nine inch charge because they're rolling yeah. 3d6. Um, so yeah, I, I went for the more ghasts instead. So I, yeah, I dropped the carrion, dropped a load of zombies because. I wasn't using I took 60 zombies I was never using them you're using 40 yeah, yeah. so I got 30 now um, and so basically what I've done is I've included um, four more ghasts I don't see myself really running more than two but four are there just in case um, I've also got two tomb heralds because yeah so they're a new edition aren't they they are a new edition yeah and so do you want to just explain to the listeners Right. Why they're in the list? So the, the Tomb Heralds have got two rules. One is that they can plant a standard and then death rattle units within 18 inches get a model back. Mm. So uh, you've I, taken... I've got taken zero death rattle, zero units, death rattle units in my army. Um, their other rule is if they're within three inches of a hero or... I think it's just a hero, death hero, uh, and the death hero takes a wound, they can valiantly jump in the way and take that <laughs> wound. Um, so effectively gives my characters five extra wounds per herald yeah. or your opponent has to shoot at them. Or kill them instead. Yeah, and, and the that range on that was that is that three inches. Three or? inches. So they, you can mount them. Can't I put you? them both on mounts. I think it gives them a twelve-inch move on the skeletal steeds. Yeah, because they're pretty quick. Um, yeah, so they they'll never be really fighting. They'll follow Nefera around, around or, or ban again. Yeah, Nagash. Yep. Yeah, basically, Neferata. The idea is main, probably to keep Neferata alive mainly because yeah, Nagash she's is the target. Isn't she is the target. People yeah. have cottoned onto that. Yeah, people have been talking about it. So it gives her effectively 21. I wonder who's been talking about it, actually. I don't know. Some, some scumbag. Yeah. So I, I kind of I listened to that, and hence why I took the Team Heralds to give her some extra wounds. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's a good yeah. shout. So obviously, um, Kemler, Kemler's a good option, but obviously he's disappearing. Isn't I would have, so. Kemler would have been in my list 100% if you hadn't taken him out. Yeah, um, exactly. I understand why he was, though. He wasn't yeah. in the Death Alliance. Um, so I've got a Necromancer still from the leftover. Um, the only game I really see him playing in is the first game yeah. Um, yeah. because he's quite survivable he can sit near zombies take, take the wounds absorb wounds on the zombies so I played against Les um, and he dropped the prime next to my necromancer uh, hit and wound with both his attacks so he only had two um, so it does six damage to the necromancer and I managed to put five of them on the zombies so the necromancer sat pretty for about three rounds of combat yeah they're pretty tanky when you surround them with like a unit, especially when you get like d6 back a turn yeah absolutely so just like when it's like ablative wounds and you're if there's if there's a way of getting wounds back on, on the, the necromancer, necromancer yeah. they'd just be so hard to kill which is what Kemla did yeah you could actually have Kemla and two necromancers surrounded by walls of zombies they'd just be just so like, they'd be next to impossible kill to kill us. yeah yeah um, so um, going into the event 
which, I mean, is there any particular scenarios? I mean, you said about your list. Is there scenarios you're particularly worried about? The first one. Definitely first the first one. one. Um, you don't have enough heroes? I don't have enough heroes. Um, so one of my big tanky heroes is going to have to be at the back holding my objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, I played against Les because I wanted to play against Stormcast. Um, that again, what the Morgasts are good at doing is they're good at running forwards and trying to kill a character yeah. on their objective. I imagine this will come out after the South Coast. So my sort of game plan for that scenario was to take the secret mission six, which is where you have to kill three enemy units, because yes. that's really hard for me to do. Yeah. But the at all cost abilities, I can bring on a model uh, of six points. So if I can concentrate the fighting in one area, then potentially I can bring on a Morgast and go sniping for yeah. a cheap enemy character because they have five attacks, mm-hmm. hitting on threes, wounding on threes, rolling ones to hit. Um, if I summon them near a piece of damn terrain, potentially they're getting, was it, plus one to hit as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got that chance at basically taking out an enemy hero um, that way. Yeah, it's not a bad shot. I mean, I think the harping is a pretty good because you're nine inches away, but it's a 3d6 charge. So Yeah, on average to 11, so yeah, you've exactly. got a decent charge of making it. Yeah, okay, so... Um, you're one of our top picks of the weekend. Uh, so feeling the pressure? Or? Yeah. Uh, you know, as I said, my list is so draw dependent. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of lists that I've looked at, players in mind, who I think are going to do well. Who are um, they They're going to hear this until afterwards. So. My, my person I think second is Maudsley, because yeah. he's got such, such a strong and versatile army. And, you know, good players don't stop being good players. No, he, I know he knows he's what he's doing. I haven't played, but he'll quickly... Yeah, he'll, he knows what he's doing with it. Um, and actually, I think Rob Perrin's list is really strong. Yeah, the only thing about Rob is that he got schooled up by Les, so I was like, well... Oh, I did he? How... Well, I, I um, mean, because he's got so many tools for dealing with lots of things. He's got the ranged ability... I don't think he had Archeon back He then. did. Oh, he did. Yeah, Rob... Rob's I know got... he's got him now, but I don't oh, think yeah. he Oh, yeah, he's got Archeon. Those. So basically, he's got two sort of lists he can run. He's got one with all the soul grinders and, and lots of shit units, um, but he's also got Archeon with all the buffs under the sun yeah. to give him that I will kill you in one round of combat thing. Yeah. So he's got that double pile in, plus one to wound, all that shit. So Archeon, if I play against it, Nagash has got to hide. Yeah. The only thing he's missing is Sile the Faithless. Oh, yeah, that'd be horrible. But 10 points is quite a lot to. It is, Squeeze but in. if you're if if I'm him and I'm playing against Nagash, for example, I will take him plus all my combo characters and yeah. just kill Nagash in one round of combat, and that's the game, really. Yeah, because he, you get the plus to wound, then you're doing Nagash on two four ups to wound. Uh, yeah, and you get double pile in as well from the yeah. from the demonic dude because all of their command abilities get to be used. Yeah. So yeah, I, oh, I'm good. Rob Perrin. I'm I'm looking at doing well. Yeah, I think well, that's a good good shout. I have to keep an eye my eye on him. Yeah. Seeing, seeing some horrible combos I know who's being gamey because that'll be the table I have to keep going to do rulings yeah. on so. and there aren't that many rules to do rulings no, on either but, you know, it's when people it does what yeah so alright well um, good luck for the event thank you and I'll probably catch up with you see how day one went tomorrow yeah hopefully well so alright all the best cheers right I'm joined by the main man Tony Moore hello Ross how are you all right, mate. So, are you uh, looking forward to the event? Uh, yeah, yeah. We came down Wednesday, so we're all relaxed and acclimatised for the southern climate. Been here a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoying your 
your excursion south of the border. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> south of Watford, it's like weird. Does it does it feel tropical? Yeah, it's like its own microclimate. Yeah, it's truly. It's bizarre. very strange. And there's it? no rain, which is something I've never heard of. You've got any jet lag from the trip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I came now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just get acclimatised. He's so gamey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're taking the main man himself, Mr. Lagash. You are. I am indeed. And. Um, how do you feel your chances are for the event with your list? I would like to think I'd be there or thereabouts for best death. Right, okay. So I'd think it's competition? There is. Um, I'd like to think I could probably pinch in the top 20 somewhere, either way. Right. Be my. You're so modest. So modest. You're like, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Can you, just for the listeners, can you just reel off Nagash's weapons okay so his shooting attack he's obviously the gaze of Nagash yep. he looks lovingly at the opponent he does he then hits you with his staff Zephyr Nebtar <laughs> and then swings with his mighty sword what's that called Arkanash 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 and then he has his spirit fingers his spiritty fingers spirit fingers <laughs> 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 this doesn't have the same impact when you're not at the table no and no, you're just no. reading it off Alakanash. Alakanash. There you go. There you go. You've heard yeah. it live. Alakanash. Alakanash. There we go. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. So, um, mission-wise, mm. do you feel Nagash is too much of a pigeonhole for some of the missions, or are you confident? I, no, he's going to struggle in some. Um, I did try and nick, get the Neferata list to work, because you can then not have to play points down. Right, okay. So it's, you're basically is the 95 points. Formation? Or, yeah. Right, okay. Um, which gives you some options, but I couldn't quite make it fit with what I wanted to do. No. Um, but I've got 100 points of heroes and 50 points of units. Yeah. And that's how I've worked it. So Nagash will be in all six. Yeah, I think, I think that's the problem we had, is that if you make him 50, he's almost too good. But if you make him 55, you can't sideboard him. Yeah. Because you, you're basically losing... Yeah, yeah. Point, so. um, well you could but your army would be pretty junk yeah unless you can do a formation yeah, with what's left and then, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay fair enough so um, which mission then do you think is the hardest for you out of all of them possibly the table quarters one because it's yeah. number of units okay but then there's I've got three units of zombies two units of direwolves sitting right at the back should yeah, so Steve played it against me at New Dawn, but he yeah. he seems to think the first mission is his weakest. Um, I've got so for that it's the four heroes: so it's yeah. Nagash, Neferata, the zombie dragon, and a White King. Uh, of course, you've got the dragon as well, haven't you? So, yeah, so bad, I so. can leave the White King back and barrel at least two out of the three forward. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Neferata back, and then I've still got. Um, does that leave you with much of a summoning pool? Is that literally your arm? No, that's the arm. The gashing friends. I'm inspired by Mr. Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you can actually win most of the yeah, missions, right. which, which helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, um, well, see how you get on at the event. But, yeah. Um, so, wish you luck. Be all right. Hopefully, you you'll uh, take it for the Team, team Orange. Team Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Ross. Joined by the worst Age of Sigmar player in the country. Joint worst, Jim, with Dobby. Jim Bob. How you doing? I'm very good, thank you. You're on the wine? Yes. As, are you going to get wine-faced this weekend? 
I think so, yeah. It depends <laughs> if, if I could somehow pull out a win game one, it is on. It's on? Yeah. So you basically, you said to me, if you win a game, yeah. you're going to spoof over the table. Is that pretty much ready? Is that... That's, yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully maybe on my opponent if they're... Maybe if they're, if they're willing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't really know what happens on the bottom table, so maybe that's game. Um, well, no, there's always a chance in the drawer I could appear higher up. So yeah. I may not be on the bottom table. Yeah, you might just not know how bad you're doing. Yeah. I'm sure you'll know. I'll Unless know. you drink a lot of wine, then you won't know. Well, the, the beer wenches know straight away... To come to you. To me, wine, boom. The bar have bought in two sort of cases of wine. Just for you? Well, they've learned the last two years I generally take one case out, so one for me, one for everyone else. So Yeah, it's legit. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. So you excited? Very excited, actually. We've got a big Cheltenham War Chief sort of crew down. There is definitely a lot of purple helmets. Here. Yeah, there are. We've uh, had some zombie dice. Everyone's kind of ready for the tournament. Me and Dobby probably should have practised more. But but, to be honest, that would have been a good idea to practise, but I'm not sure how much help it would actually be. Um, so what you've done, really, to yeah. be the best, to give you the best chance, you've taken a, an army inspired by our our very own Les yeah by Les yeah and you've got how many Knight Vexillers I have two and how many Retributors uh, ten and in a any, unit other Paladins or yeah I've got uh, five uh, dudes with the long reachy thing Protectors those are the ones see this is why I'm also bad <laughs> yeah so I have five of those I've tried some of the Fulminators three of those they're really good aren't they yeah which I told Les beforehand I'll take a little bit of credit there I, I just used them in a practice game and they were, oh my God, rip your face yeah, amazing. Yeah, they, they were good. Mine so all died in I my think practice game. they're basically going to be my new favourite unit. I think they should be, but again, mine all died turn two. So that's how good I am. Um, and obviously the Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Prime's pretty good. I, I'm not running him in my latest list. I've decided to go for the Star Drake. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing too. So once I've lost here... Once you've lost all your games, yeah. you'll well, get the next crutch. Yes, yeah, and see, well, the first time I read the rules for it, I misread it, thought it was a bit rubbish, then listened to it's your it's show, you yeah. told me how good it was, and then went, oh, actually, yeah, that makes sense. That's so. generally how podcasts work, we tell people what's good, and then yeah. they buy it. Yeah, so... That's right. as long as you click through our banner, we're fine. Let's yeah, <laughs> click through the banner, Element Games, who I actually did order. This week I realised I'd run out of magnets. Yeah. Two days, bang, they were there. Yeah, they're really good. So, really good can't moan at that at all. Great work from no, Byron. No, no, they're brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, where I get all my shizzle from, so... All right, well, um, hopefully you won't be languishing on the bottom tables, but I think we both know... I will be, That's yeah. where you're going to be, so... Uh, Maybe we'll catch up towards the end of the tournament and uh, see where we are, me and yeah. Dobby. There's a bit of a fight going... A bit of a rivalry for yeah, the bottom place. Bottom table. And there's some dice on the line, isn't there? The special limited edition face hammer dice, if I can not come last... Les has promised you some dice. He's promised he? me one dice, one die... One die, and um, but based on my last two um, tournaments, I've You've, it's going to be hard. Isn't it's it? going to be very difficult. I think you're going to deserve that dice if you get it. So yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, all the best. Yeah, thank Thanks you very much. Okay, so it's the Friday night before South Coast, <laughs> and we're in the hotel. Just uh, well, it's actually Saturday morning now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's me and Les. Um, so I just thought we'd do a little recording, talk about today and what we've been doing and Les's thoughts going in 
see if he's choking yet. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to today? You've played a couple of practice games. Yeah, I played a couple of games. I played um, Steve Follows and I played Tom Maudsley. My usual Friday night, I played Tom Maudsley before the event, which is that's quite cool. Yeah, but it wasn't your usual story, was it, against Tom? No, no, he beat me. But I thought you smashed him. No, no, I, I, I took a lot of... He just won the mission. He yeah. won the mission. Right, OK. So, uh, won the <laughs> so mission. your usual, play Tom, Tom lose. Yeah, yeah, play Tom lose, generally. Right. I'd rather get it out of the way. It's like, it's so, like fucking religion, isn't it? I've got to lose to Tom on the Friday. It's so like, I can play it's like your ritual, Friday yeah. night ritual, lose Tom to Tom, wasn't And then I, so, I do all right the next day. As we're talking about it then, what? so you played... Which mission did you play against Tom? Uh, I played the uh, mission two, which is like... I can never remember the name of it. It's the Nagash mission, isn't it? The, yeah, so it's Terminus of All Existence. That's it, yeah. Terminus, yeah. You know it. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was going to get the audio drama and the gash intro, and play, that's what I'd be called play. That's, that's probably a bit nerdy, isn't it? No, that's good. You just should get some do nerd it, like, score on that. What you need to do is just put it in over the top in the background. Yeah, literally just play it as the start of the round starts. Yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is, this, is, this is just maximum nerd. I could do it, I've got it on my phone. Do it, man. But yeah, I'll sit down to what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play it through the PA. Yeah, it'd be fine. like, what the fuck's going on? It'd be fine. Um, so you played that, that mission then? Um, I did, yeah. And you took your crutch. usual crutch, Dolph yeah. Skyboard Slayers, and that. Well, I did, but I took a few of it. I took, um, basically, I took the Skyboard Slayers and the Prime, um, obviously. Uh, I took the Castellant, um, and I took two extra units of Judicators. Um, the idea being is that I think against Chaos, the Judicators reroll ones is really, really handy. Um, it makes makes a massive difference when you're you know with, with the shooting, especially if you've got the sky bolt, bolt sky bolt bow on the prime. Yeah, you but know. that's dirt, you know. Yeah, the reroll ones, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, ask Tommy, loved it. Yeah, I bet. So you you were saying to me a minute ago that you didn't take the fulminators. No, I, did, I didn't take him uh, in this game. I haven't actually took him in any practice games other than against Brian Hatchett. Um, right. Okay. The, the the idea being is I. You know, maybe being a bit gamey, I, I kind of don't want people to see quite how much damage they do until they're actually playing me. If I do take them again, I, I think the problem is with every Stormcast list is that it's finding the actual points to fit everything that you need in there. And like the Fulminator is taking up like 24 points for the four of them, 24 pools. Sorry, yeah, it, it is hard to fit in with all the toys. I find that you have to either compromise the prime, not put the prime in, and then take those instead. I think that's kind of the point the comp really but yeah. they are amazing they are yeah I think I need to I'm I'm, I'm going to play them I think uh, in the first game tomorrow I don't know who I'm playing I, I just know I'm on table 39 I should really know look, they didn't check didn't check you know, look saw table 39 don't play, does it swim <laughs> it's not a win depends who it is I, don't, I didn't <laughs> recognise the name just going to win it I didn't recognise the name so no, it's, it, don't, nobody in there just what? name his face on the way to the podium no <laughs> Oh, no, Talk. you're not me, are you? Yeah, you're not you. I'm yeah. not you or Terry. So, so yeah. <laughs> um, well, we'll find out because tomorrow I'm going to do like floor walks and I'll just be checking up on you guys, see how you're doing. See how we're getting on. Um, so against Nagash then, did you did you play which mission? The uh, first we played mission? The, the, the first mission, the yeah. Stormfront. Yeah. Stormfront mission. And I am... Um, again, I, I took a bit of a, a, a slightly different list, but I did take the Skyborn Slayers in this one um, and the Prime, but I took two Fulminators in this list um, and I took a Relictor and a Castellant to go with the, the Celestant that comes in mm. the Skyborn Slayers. Um, Tom, uh, not Tom, sorry, Steve pushed forward and stuff and I, I tried to counter it on my, my turn by dropping the Prime early on turn one to try and take off his Necromancer. Um, yeah. The idea being then I can sort of not contest but I would have two objectives to his one which would then allow yeah. me to push Stormfront on turn one. Um, 
at that point as you know I'd, I'd set up the scoreboard slayer as the prime had gone in um and like i, I just got distracted by a couple of the war chief guys because they just turned <laughs> up and giving me like the usual abuse um believe it or not it wasn't pano this time it was like the, just the normal like chuckle brothers um <laughs> and yeah I, I, I completely forgot to charge did you deploy your judicators on the table and sort of stay 24 away and chip away chip away yeah i know i deployed everything in the top right hand corner of the table yeah, I saw that. I thought it was a bit weird. It's because if you wanted to actually go to tap their objectives, or it was basically I wanted to shoot off Neferata because I, I basically cleared off yeah. all of his scoring units. But then obviously not scoring units, so his, his units, not the heroes. The problem mm. is, is that he got first turn because he out deployed me because I had to because right. I put the Fulminators down and the heroes down, um, and he, he buffed Nagash. So I thought I'd kill Neferata, which I eventually did over the course of the game. But at that yeah. point, it didn't matter because. I couldn't score the objective. I saw so you had like a relic to like sort of bumbling about the board. He wasn't near an objective. Was that just a mistake? No, no was he it? was basically uh, he had he was between both the Celestant and the, um, the yeah, sorry the Celestant and the um, the Castellant, mm. um, the, and he was there to give them like to put wounds back on them. Right, um, okay. But because Tom managed to get he he basically killed my Castellant in one go with his Morgasts. Um, and then the so you sub- summon the harping is so the summon the harping charge, yeah, three charge five attack damage too. Yeah, she killed it. Pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. killed it. Then like the, the fulminators killed them, um, and then uh, by that point I couldn't get the relic to it. He pushed Nagash up, so he was... defeated. Dropped the prime too early. Yeah, but if I'd have perhaps I did drop the prime too early. I feel. But... I don't know if you'd be better off camping on two and going. We're even. We're even. We're even. Turn three. Prime comes down. Awesome town. Destroys one objective, captures, contests it, and you're just like, yeah. well, I, I think I, I felt a bit hard done by the, I, d- I didn't get the objective. I felt I probably played a bit bad. I played bad in the first, mm. like the first turn. You got, I think you got caught out by the necromancer's survivability with the zombies. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that because they can that. bounce the wounds. Yeah, it's like, like a four up. Put six wounds on him and he put them all put on five. Zombies. Yeah, 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 five. And on then the they got a six for the zombies coming back. And I know, like, yeah. oh, I basically done nothing. I know, and like not getting. I think if I'd got the. Um, the decimators in, I think it would have been fine. But again, forgetting to charge because like the guys were, you know, abusing me. So yeah. you just, I, I get it's easier. Isn't it? It's got your do. Yeah, just get distract, distract me. If you're playing me, distract me, and I'll go to pieces. <laughs> yeah, just um, show me something shiny. Um, but yeah, I think I played badly against Steve, and like Terry, like berated me on the way to like get some food. He was just like, he goes, you, you should have won that game. I think Steve, Steve thought I should have won that game too, but I played badly. You know. But it's, well, it's, it's practice, isn't it? It's all practice. It's for, isn't it? You know, um, so it was. I was. I was so concentrating on getting the army fa- painted, like and finished, that I didn't really play enough the the practice game. I still not played a single practice game with the round gates. No, I think that mission is going to catch so many people out. I saw yeah. um, Nathan was playing it against. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but he was playing. It. Oh, yeah, I do. It was uh, Jonathan Edland, the guy that from Sweden, and they were playing and. He was just teleporting like night goblins and manglers through the portals, and the guy was just like, "This army's disgusting. They're like stormcast goblins." <laughs> and I was like, "That's amazing." And, and, and Nathan was just like, "Can can I just have this in every game? This teleport in every game? Cause it's amazing." <laughs> it's like teleporting a mangler squig through the portal and just like wrecked face because it's, yeah. it's amazing. I um, I think it's really good. I think in the the, the last mission, uh, a relict is a priest, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So like he I'm, can he can do the thing. The, yeah, 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 I think it's really good. I think somehow I have to fit like a. Relic I think to, you almost have to take a relic to. Yeah, and two Haraldor. Because mm. like <sighs> two Haraldor, because it's like it's the only one where the objectives are actually terrain pieces. Yeah. So like two Haraldor. Well, mission three as well. It's good for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't wrote a list with two Haraldor. Yeah, I suppose I should find find the yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you feeling confident? 
So so, I think Safeco has always been a bogey event for me. I don't think I've ever finished in the top half. No. Um, so I, I guess we'll just see how it goes. I'm as confident as I can be. I know the army inside out. If I, it depends on who I play and what missions I play, and you know, how the dice fall. Really, you know, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'd like to come out of today with t- t- today now. I suppose two wins. I think two wins would be nice. Yeah. You know? I think it's doable. I mean, it depends on. I mean, if you say your first round isn't one of the the sort of the, the names, you might be all right. But yeah. um, you never know. Like you were talking about there's some lists that people I mean I'm, this is kind of what I'm looking forward to is just seeing combos that people haven't seen yeah like yeah. things that just just Get I didn't even know didn't even spot that you know and you just said you met saw one today didn't you so yeah like do you uh, just just name drop that get it out on the on the yeah. S everyone knows about it I'm sure Joe it. I'm sure Joe won't mind um, it's, it's a guy called Joe Prasal I think his last name is from Harrogate um, and he's a top bloke like me and him talked Stormcast a little bit back and forwards on Twitter but um, I didn't see this one until like I saw him do it on the table really when he was playing uh, Luke Rooney um, and basically he's got three Knight Vexlers which are the banner guys and he's took three Knight Azeros and he's purely got this it seems like to play against Chaos and what yeah. he does on the first turn or when he gets the turn he'll use the banner guy and drop a knight of Zeros three inches away from a load of chaos units and you'll do that three times um when you land off the knight of Zeros on a four up uh anything within three inches six six inches so yeah. anything within six inches take d3 more wounds that's from the banner that's from the banner yeah. yeah from the banner um so he does that three times um he then uh because the the special rule for the knight of Zeros is that anything like his lantern is like an um really good against chaos so it, it, he then opens the lantern and the lantern does d6 more wounds to every chaos unit within eight inches. Yeah, and so he does that three times. Just three d6 more wounds. It's quite interesting because you can't move when you do that. But yeah. obviously, the knight vexer we covered it when we talked about the crossbows isn't a move. It's a redeployment. Yeah. So actually, you're not moving. No. <laughs> it's so. It's so. <laughs> actually, grand. it's fine, and you can open your lantern, and, and actually, that's going to catch so many people out. I really want to see him. It's like the Azeros bomb. It's a yeah. new thing. Yeah. It's, and that's what I love about this game. You just there's so much stuff that people just barely scratch the surface. Yeah, it's... it'd be a bit like magic when people are playing like top decks and they come up with this like random like miracle fairy tree deck or something, and you're just like, what is this thing? And like, I'm really looking forward to seeing these combos, and I, I really that excites plays, me. I really hope he plays Terry. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> imagine just having that as a sideboard option. Because it's, I mean, like maybe three vexes is a bit OTT. I mean, even just dropping two of those guys. That's still two d six more wounds. Everything with an eight. Yeah, so you could still, and then they charge. Well, they can't actually, can they? Because they open the land. But yeah, yeah but, but even then, against anything like you know, against anything like you know, it's it's d three more wounds against everything else. And if they're front line, they're on the front line. Like anything on the front line, your judicators can move up and shoot and get rerolls. So yeah, maybe reroll gets chaos anyway. But it's, yeah, but that, that's that. Yeah. I can't be so relevant in a minute. So. You know, but no, it's like if you take the, the three is it? I mean, even in my list, if I took, you take 20, 20 judicators. Those are Zeros and the, the the Vexlers, and just go right. Okay, they're going to be all in your face. You're going to take all these more wounds, and then I'm going to shoot you with my Judicators. Yeah, and you're re-rolling. Don't matter what you're playing. It's going to kill most of it. Yeah, yeah. And the- I mean, any super unit, you're just going to you're just going to destroy it. I mean, it's really strong against if you've got Chaos Player relied on summoning, and you could take the summoners out because they just don't. Yeah, that's the game. Then they just lost it. Yeah, imagine playing against Darren or that Darren's gunline list. Yeah, you'd ruin it. Yeah, he, he wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't. I don't think. I don't he probably won't even see it coming. No, that's because a lot of people don't even know what they do. I mean, I know on like, won't mention bad dice. Um, they they were talking about him. They like didn't know what he did. 
got all of that. Yeah, a couple of the rules wrong. I yeah, think, I think you'll see a lot more play on the Azeros. I know I'm going to be taking. He's it. one of the models I really like. Yeah, and amazing. I want to play more. So seeing a use for them is great. Uh, that's that's yeah, that's so good. I just honestly, he's really tanky as well. Like you know. Well, I think the free up save yeah. five wounds. You can retreat out of combat if you need to. I mean, you could even before you teleport and cast a limbs. He's got a two up save. Yeah. See how many points. I think you'd run out of points. You'd run out of points quick, wouldn't you? But I think, but because of the vexers, just it. just have the lantern lantern cast army. Oh, Everything's yeah. got a lantern. Green lantern. <laughs> Paint more green. Green lantern army. Yeah, green, green lantern, lantern army. Oh, that's yeah. it. You've done it now. Yeah, done you'd it. be loving that. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to be buying two of the Ross. No, I won't. Especially at five points. The five pool choice is good. Yeah, but I think he's they're right. so situational. He's right at five pools. I think with the new order maybe the, the one that I'm banging on about me and you've been talking about the, the new order um, war scroll um, I think or battalion scroll or whatever you want to call it formation yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you'll see a lot more play now I mean I've, I've already I've heard people saying about yeah oh, because it, that, that formation is lightning strike but it's yeah. not the fun strike brotherhood because yeah. people will just clarify that because people get it wrong so the Azeros allows you to put a model units that lightning strike within five of him can be any distance away from the enemy yeah so obviously outside three, three. so it allows you to get within nine. So you're not on nine inches away, so you, you've got a better chance of charging. But the problem is, is the only formation that has that rule is the Thunderstrike Brotherhood, which means you've got to take this lesson on Drac off the Relictor, which is one of not very optimal choices. No. Um, but what you can do now is you can take the formation in the order book, which is a unit of paladin so you can pick the paladin unit of your flavor it's two units isn't it paladins you take i think it's only one is it one yeah i think it's one it's the same it's, just, it's the star set yeah so it's two heroes two units liberates two units adjudicators and a paladin unit but the heroes can be any of a selection and the paladins don't have to be retributes they can be any paladin that's really so it's fun to strike brotherhood but you've got a choice over what hero and what paladins you have yeah so it's basically the same but you've got a bit more choice in it yeah so um, I think it's really good. So um, my trick gone to the next couple of events. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Um, see how many other people copy that. <laughs> exactly, everyone. Skyfall e- Slayer, everyone, TM, yeah. Liz Martin. Um, it is TM, Liz Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I played a, a practice game as well. Cool. And I used my Vanguard Wing formation. The one that you've been talking about for a while. Yeah. And everyone's slowly cottoning onto it. Sadly. Well, a bit annoyed that Mark name dropped it. Um, yeah. So basically, it's you have prosecutors and you have unit liberators that can teleport between the prosecutors. But because it happens in the movement phase, you can move like the, the prosecutors 12 and then teleport the liberators within five, conga line them out a bit, then they can charge. Mm. So you can literally like mob someone and then you can just go, oh, I need to be on the other side of the board now. I've got another unit of prosecutors on the other side of the board. Yeah, just pick them up, put them over there. So yes. just like the liberators are just... And because I took two castellants, I actually really like the prosecutors with the shields. Yeah. Put them in, like, terrain with a shield. It's three up, rerun and ones. Castellant, two up, rerun and ones. Yeah. And I took four uh, minutes in the Star Drake. How are you finding the, the, the big weapons on the prosecutors? Pretty good. Yeah. They, they kind of... I've never been a massive fan of it. The shooting kind of just doesn't do a lot. Like, I quite like the javelins because their shooting's really good, but as soon as they get into combat, they're just completely useless. Mm. Um, but the the hammer guys, they're really good because you've got, like, the two big weapons. I mean, they're basically a unit of liberators that can shoot and, and fly. Yeah. So they're okay. Yeah. Um, I think um, the 3D6 charge is quite nice. Yeah. Because you, you've basically got a bigger that threat, threat and also more stuff. reliable charge. So you, you just they're just better. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like the... 
but I was a bit worried that I didn't have enough punch. But the Fulminators basically are just <laughs> amazing. Uh, like, I think at six pool choices per model, they are the, uh, five, isn't they? The six. Six of the Fulminators. Concussors. Seven for the Cussors. Concussors, six of the Fulminators. Oh, I thought it was five and six. Is it? No, no. You've only got you've got them at six a piece. They're five. Oh, maybe it's six. If they're yeah. five a piece, I'll be playing it wrong, and then I'll, I'll put more <laughs> models in. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think concussors are seven, and Formulators are six. I think like concussors generally on paper are better because they grind more. But I think at six points, Formulators are a bargain. You mm. know, especially because in that against all odds scenario as well, when you burn your if you're not going to get your secret mission, it's a six point model. Put it on Formulator yeah. randomly. Yeah. Go like go character hunting. Yeah, I think I might I might prefer a, a Tempesto. Like just put them on, yeah. shoot something. Minus one, or even better, bait. Yeah. And night zeros. Yeah, I know. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh. We need to tell Byron about this tomorrow because Byron's got a night zeros. He has, yeah. Yeah, we need to tell him. Right, so um, I think we'll we'll wrap that up. It's a little yeah. twenty minute segment almost. Um, yeah. So I'll catch up and see how you get on in a day. Yeah, but that'd be cool. We're still you're still confident for your prediction. Where is it you say you're going to come? Top half. Top half. It's a bit conservative, isn't it? Uh, no, things are like fourth, you, you, wasn't it? Fourth. I wish I'd come fourth. If I come fourth, <laughs> I'm be really happy. I, I think like. I don't know. It depends how my dice fall. It depends how, how I get. I'm not drinking this weekend, so no. I'll probably maybe because my mistake. Yeah, I'll <laughs> overthink everything. But um, but yeah, top half would be nice. Top twenty would be amazing. And you've got your uh, new face hammer dice to warm up. Uh, yeah, now they've warmed up. They weren't very good against Steve, but now like when I was like shot just for a little a little tip bit. Um, when I played Tom in in the first no by the second turn my judicators had shot off the glock in the prime had killed scarbrand and the swishy cloak man the celestine had one shot it saw the faithless with a swishy cloak it's amazing yeah do you take nightmore as well what no you he didn't take nightmore as well uh, but okay. it's like i rolled a six for the swishy cloak and then <laughs> six four ups and he was just like oh he's got six wings i'll take it off jammy can be good be lucky right that's it this face hammer so and we won the um we won the Cheltenham face have a dice street dice off between Byron and Johnny. Did you? Yeah, yeah on the six. Sort of. Yeah. Face hammer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Bye. So um I'm just doing a round one walk around, got some interesting matchups. So you've got Ben Curry on uh, table one, who's Chaos Dwarfs playing against regular dwarfs um, the battle for the past obviously the scenario um, so I'd be quite interested to see what wins out good or evil um, Ben Curry's always looking pretty nice with his, with his dread, dread forts it's all good and then uh, we've got James Prem's Nurgle playing Zach on level 2 quite a good match up there uh, Steve Follows is playing uh, Dan Mullard from uh, Chapman War Chiefs which is like one of his, his first events so uh, it's a bit of a rough start for him but King of Awesome Town looks like he's uh, warming up nicely for this round um, some other notable games so we've got um, Luke Luke McHugh is um, playing off on his uh, with his demons a few other notable matchups we've got going on in this round we've got Les Les is playing against Chaos with the Stormcast he's dropped in turn one um, we've got Rob Perrin ruining Hobby with Archeon and Brian Carmichael's got his, uh, his Dracoff Riders sort of sauntering across the board it's pretty brutal. Um, Terry's doing some shenanigans up on table 34 against Ogres. Looks like he's uh, teleporting Frank Hall. Dirty man. Jack Armstrong's playing uh, Mark Casley. Looks like a fairly good start for him. 
And Jim Bob's up on table 16, only ways down all the way to the bottom. Pretty special dice. He loves it. Yeah, so I've just seen um, a little bit of gaminess from, from Dan Comer using his uh, the garrison rules to move his walk lightning cannon extra three inches to get into range. Um, pretty dirty, so exiting within six. He's got a three inch move normally, but obviously it's got quite a big base as well, so you can measure six from the back of the base, put it in the most, you get a lot longer range on the cannon as it exits, so uh, pretty, pretty sweet, pretty sweet use of the uh, garrison rules there. It's pretty good to see. So uh, Darren's just used his warp fire coven to kill all of Dave's characters <laughs> on the first turn and uh, basically win scenario one with no return from the Stormcast. Um, but interesting point um, that Darren brought up that if he had a Griffhound on the table, then when the warp grinder popped up, he could have shot it off and then he can't set up the rest of the models. So um, because Dave didn't put uh, any Griffhounds down, uh, he's not been able to do anything about it. So basically, he's instant lost that scenario on turn one. Uh, so a pretty good play by Darren. He's tricked out list. So uh, be interested to see how he gets on throughout the uh, throughout the actual tournament with that list. Uh, hopefully, he will, um, someone will be able to beat him. But we'll see. <laughs> so uh, Ben's had his uh, the miners pop up behind his gun line, and he's just gone. I don't care about those. I'm going to send. Uh, Drags him off the ashen over there, and I'm just going to shoot off all the slayers. And he's just basically killed an entire unit of 20 slayers with all the shooting. And he's just going to charge his iron demon in now and finish him off. So I've just gone in down down the uh, temple of skulls, and it's just uh, smashed in. So that's probably going to take those guys off. And drags him off the ashen. Just made his charge into the flank of the miners. So uh, it's looking all good for Ben Curry at the moment. His artillery is looking pretty untouchable. So on table one, he doesn't forget. He doesn't. He doesn't stop playing the, his game the way he wants to play it. So uh, we'll see how he gets on later on in the round. So just uh, moving over to Awesome Town, table four, and um, the zombie shields protecting the necromancer pretty well from the uh, protectors. Um, and uh, Nagash looks like he's chilling, but Nefarata is basically yoloing across the board into his army like a boss. Um, so it's looking quite good for Steve at the moment. I think he's um, he's looking in quite a good position. He's got a, a, a herald running his way across to the other objective as well. So I'm not sure what the score is, but looking at um, Dan's heroes and where they are, I'm not sure he's really contesting the objectives. I think he hasn't got any heroes left next to any objectives at the moment. So uh, it should be all about King Awesome himself and the Queen of Awesome Town. Brian Carmichael has just come over and told me that he's basically taken out a death army in two turns. Uh, Dracos went in and just breathed Manfred off the board with their lightning breath. So uh, all looking pretty pretty fruity for the uh, Stormcast Dracos cavalry. Now navigated out into the annex um, to see how things are going here. And it's like Tony Moore is uh, nagashing well. Um, not quite sure, but I guess it's like it's in his deployment zone, which is always a bad sign. And then uh, looking through an interesting game, so we've got Tom Maudsley out in the annex playing down four, which is that's a big game. It's a big game. So I'll just come over and have a quick look. Looks like there's bowmen everywhere. Um, so Paul Whitehead's basically um, smashing with his uh, his Gruffalump army. Um, he's taken off uh, Justin Wayne's Storm Drake and most of his army. Um, only he's lost one of his big beasties um, and they're just it looks pretty horrendous I don't 
I, I just heard that he's got blood vultures on all of them and they just took off five wounds off the Star Drake in one fell swoop. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so Les is getting looking quite drawish. He's still got the storm threat in the middle of the table. Uh, looks like he's lost quite a lot of his uh, paladins and um, Dracov cavalry, however, so I think he's going to be struggling uh, to get through those Varon guards. So I think Les probably will go down in the first round, choke, choke him before we get started. But just had a look at the uh, awesome town, and uh, Nefratis killed three characters on her own. She's teetering on a wound against some paladins, but uh, the Stormfront's well and truly in Dan Mullard's uh, deployment zone, 12 inches through. So one more tick on that Stormfront, and Steve Fires will take that game. Uh, it looks like a good position. The Prime has come down, however, looking like he's going he's gonna to use his touch to destroy the... Necromancer and zombies, which seems to be quite a strong, strong combination in this scenario that people aren't really aren't really noticing. So probably the uh, story of round one was Pano has um, just uh, used his mighty Lord of Corn to the blade of realities off Nagash uh, by getting the double turn, launching him in, getting the wound through, him, rolling that five up and then basically going absolutely ballistic at the table. It was fantastic. So Nagash has just been absolutely axed in the face by a mighty Lord of Corn. So absolutely fantastic. And this is so much fun. <laughs> so funny. Literally, the guy was just looked at it, God smacked. He still looks a little bit shell-shocked. Um, yeah. So into round two of South Coast GT 2016. Um, just to look through the top tables, some of the winners, some of the losers. So... The Cult of Sobek has set up camp on table one with his uh, Ark of the Covenant box and boat uh, special table mat. So Steve Foote is uh, up on table one playing Kieran from Cheltenham Warchiefs with his Destruction Army. On table two we have the big man himself, Ben Dees, with Nagash. He was painting until about four in the morning uh, and actually his army looks fine, a uh, bit crazy. Playing Andy Talbot from the Lost Lighthouse. Then we've got... Um, Rob Noyce from Cheltenham on table three uh, with Undead, but no Nagash in sight. Um, playing Owen Abrams with also Undead, so Death doing quite well. Uh, table four, Brian Carmichael's got his Storm, storm Crutch Eternals. Um, Drakoff are awesome, but against an Order Dark Elf army. Um, and that's basically the top the top few tables. Um, going down slightly, got Luke McKees playing Johnny B. It's a big matchup. Panos playing Stu Calendar. Got Ricky Mee playing uh, the Treatment Ancient himself with uh, with Lord Croak. Who knew? Uh, Terry is um, up in the top tables on table nine, and Byron's doing quite well playing Martin Morin. And then you've got poor poor way playing Nico, which is probably the match of the round. Big Gruffalumps against uh, against the forum internet hero himself. Um, so as the round goes on, I'll try and find out some stories and see how things are going. But predictions from me. Oh, Les is in the other room, so. He choked early on table one. Um, Jim Bob's actually higher than him playing Darren, um, which, to be honest, is probably a curse. He's probably regretting that decision to uh, win his first game. But um, So we're looking at the, the rounds now and look at the type of winners. I'm going to give it to Kieran winning on table one. I reckon Dees is going to take table two out. Um, I reckon Owen Abraham's probably going to take table three. Brian Carmichael on table four is my winner pick. Um, Table five, it's tough. It's a tough one. I'm gonna go for the treatment ancient just because he's got croak. Um, and then Luke with you, Johnny B. I'll give it to Luke. Uh, Pano and Stuart. I'm gonna go Pano, corn hero. He's gonna be my hero. And then Sedge is playing Leon. That's a really tight game. Terry, I think will do well. I think he'll win. 
Byron versus Martin Morin. I don't know. I think Martin Morin's going to do Archeon in. He's not going to know what it does. So. Okay, so uh, round three of South Coast GT. Uh, table one is Darren Palmer against Ricky Mee. So Darren's onto his third Stormcast Army with his Walkfire Coven. Uh, hopefully Ricky realises that he needs to actually use his Griffhounds. But uh, I see the last two players didn't use the Griffhounds against him. So maybe... Darren will be uh, be sitting on the top table. I think my prediction goes to Darren in that game. He's played a lot of AOS and knows what he's doing. He's got a really, really solid list. Um, Table two, you've got um, the man that that beat Les in the first round, Chris Nielsen, against uh, Brian Carmichael. Um, So Chris's army, I really like it, actually. It's a Zinch-themed Warriors army. Um, Really, really cool. Um, And uh, he's playing Brian's Drakhoff army. Uh, Brian's gone for the six... um, Desolators, the guys with the axes on Dracos in there. He's basically going to teleport them in round one and try and do as much damage as he can to the army, kill as many scoring units as he can, put the pressure on. Um, he's already just using the Vexilum now to get them in. I think um, he's in a good position to actually uh, to win this game. I think uh, it's going to be quite hard for Chris to um, weather this storm, but if he does weather it, then I think he's going to be in a really solid position. He's got some Varangard on the table, some Knights, some Horrors. Uh, I don't know if he's using a summoning pool, but I imagine he is, as he doesn't seem to have a lot on the table. Um, Jack Armstrong is on table three, playing against an Archeon list uh, with his uh, Seraphine Stormcast. Um, I think this is going to be quite a tight game. Um, I don't know how hard Archeon is to deal with uh, Jack, but the guy who's playing looks like he's, uh, he's deployed quite well. Keep Archeon nice and safe behind terrain. No teleporting shenanigans for Jack. Um, should be quite interesting. Table four, Chris Appleford, fresh off of his auto win against Johnson, um, playing against the uh, Seraphim list. Um, so against Andrew, Andy Bryan uh, with the Seraphim. So um, hopefully the new face hammer dice Andy's picked up will uh, be good for him. But I really like Chris Appleford's list. Um, he's playing really well. Johnny Brock, also John Brock, senior, is playing against uh, Posh Mike, uh, and he's basically won the last round against Luke McHugh um, after Luke uh, basically made a mistake on the scenario he thought that you could um, summon use Kairos to cause spawns to contest objectives but you didn't pay for the spawns and also the units that are summoned on that round can't contest until the next following round so um, that's changed that game over to a win to John um, and then obviously Liam must have beat Sedge because he's up on the top table still um, and Terry Pike's Sitting pretty on uh, table five, so uh, pretty good for pretty good for uh, Terry to be up there and in the mix. And you've got Kieran, one on table one, but I don't know. He's dropped down to uh, table nine, playing Mark Wildman. Destruction on destruction. Tony Moore, rocking the death, sitting pretty at the top. I don't know where Steve Followers is. I guess he's lost the game because he's not on the top. Um, then you've got Rufio against Sam, um, and then you've got Tom Moore. He's playing Pano the the realities himself and um, Byron's got to play the Gruffalum Paul Whitehead army so that should be quite interesting to see how that goes oh I've seen Steve Steve follows on the table playing Rob Perrin looks like it'll be a good match Clash of the Titans table 15 so probably still sitting pretty on two wins going into this round so uh, this will be quite an interesting game so I'll see how this one pans out Nagash versus Archeon it's uh, Clash of the Titans uh, my prediction in that game, well, I'm going to have to give it to Steve Follows just because he's got the experience, he knows what he's doing, he's the king of awesome town, he's got to win. 
So uh, I just spoke to um, I just spoke to Paul, and apparently he got tabled in the last game, but he still won on the scenario. What a hero! He says his list is fluffy because all the animals have got fur. I'm not sure I'm buying that. Darren's, Darren's running his, his staple sky formation again. So it uh, should be quite interesting to see how that catches Ricky out. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that and let you people know. Uh, I might try and get an interview with Darren later on. If he's still on table one at the end of this round, I suspect he probably will be. Um, and then I'll ask, basically get him to reveal the big secret, the big reveal. If he doesn't do it, I'll do it on the podcast anyway. But uh, it'd be good to get his thoughts on it and, and the weak points of the list because there's nothing like playing with an army to understand what what really does counter it because it's like the Stormcast thing a lot of people are like Stormcast auto win are so good when you play with them you realise what the weaknesses are and, and I think the problem is players are getting caught out by it because they haven't played enough games against it but as people get better at AOS and play more games and more tournaments happen I think the Stormcast will have to stop relying on, on the tricks so much um, and those games are going to be really cagey and quite tactical I had a really good game against Pete Foley at Blood and Glory which obviously you've probably heard about if you listen to the show um, where I know what, how Stormcast play I know what they do I was um, quite aware of what he could do and as long as you play the game differently I think the problem is with Stormcast you play the game the normal way set up the normal way and don't know how to account for it and it's very easy to leave a, a gap and a mistake and a good player would exploit it but similarly not a very good player might bust their retributors down and hit the wrong target you know they've not and the problem is once you've done that you're on the back foot and the rest of the game you've got to play those extra battle rounds out and if you've if you've picked the wrong target you don't go in you fail the charge you haven't quite hit the hit the mark it's, it's five battle round game to be honest and some people don't don't know how to capitalize and keep that keep that going so i'll be really interested to see at the end of the event how many stormcast armies are actually around the mix so I mean, we've got quite a good mix at the moment. You've got Chaos, Stormcast, Chaos, Stormcast, um, Order and uh, Chaos. And then you've got a Chaos and Order army. So, then, But then you've got Destruction as well. But most of the top tables, because what you remember, it's win-loss-draw. So almost at the top sort of, you know, like 30 tables are all on two wins. So everyone in this top back bracket are all on win- the same, same win, same mission. So... You know, like Kieran's using destruction, Mark's using destruction. You've got a lot of death armies up around the top, a couple with Nagash, a couple without Nagash. Um, it'll be really interesting to see, as the event pans out, who is going to be on that top. So, obviously, I will do a bit more recording at the end of this round uh, to get a wrap-up of the day and what I thought has happened. So, uh, hopefully, this is quite good for you guys and the background noise isn't too bad. So, I'll be back later. On the top tables, Darren basically beat Chippy Rick on turn one with his uh, Warp Fire Coven. Hopefully somebody who plays will actually know what it does and know how to counter it at some point. On table two, you've got uh, Brian Carmichael uh, managed to get the Drakov charge onto the Lord of Change because he left a gap and uh, won that game there. Jack beat Archeon on table three. Looks like Terry is, uh, is now up on his game. So with the destruction off with Kieran versus Mark, it's very, very close at the moment. So Mark's got his turn four to go. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some uh, it's going to come right down to the wire to prove if orcs are actually the best or not uh, Count Moore is up 6-4 in his mission so it looks like good for him going to go and check out Awesome Town uh, but as pa- I'm passing Awesome Town I'll talk about the Gruffalo list which just smashed Byron um, so I'm now into Awesome Town so Archeon went down to Nagash after some a spirit cone 
uh, TM Steve Follows Move of Spirit Hosts uh, using the, the longer reach of Nagash, some would say the shaft of Zepanektar or Arkanash to, uh, to reach Archeon over the Spirit Hosts uh, and managed to kill Archeon off. Um, but and Archeon also survived the Hand of Dust, jammy, jammy. But um, actually on mission, it's looking about 50-50, it could go either way. So that's going to be a big result. Um, one of the both both favourites, both players could could take the event out. So that's going to be really really tight. So uh, Pano Kropolopoulos, after his <laughs> after his Nagash realities, he uh, he's also reality the deceiver and he's run and charged by Benny's mission, the mighty Lord of Corn, into the Glockkin, um, and he's going to roll that shortly to find out if he can indeed. Introduce the Glock into reality TV. So we're live now with Pano Krapalopoulos rolling his Blade of Reality to take off the Glock in. He's, he's, he's giving himself every chance. And the Glock in gets reality off. Oh, yes. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Okay, so it's Sunday morning at South Coast GT 2016 um, and it's been an eventful first day. Um, hopefully you guys check the YouTube video out where I go through the day and the list that are about. So looking at the top tables, we've got our very own Terry Pike on table one playing Darren Palmer, both with Chaos Teleport shenanigan lists. Uh, Darren uh, looks like he's setting up his, his rat shield. Um, Terry's cornered. I think um, Darren's going to get this game because he knows Chaos inside out, he's prepared, he knows his list, um, he knows Terry's trick. Terry's list relies around a couple key models and um, Darren's got the pieces to actually assassinate those. Um, I think as well Terry is not as confident as Darren and I think he's he's already worried about the list and he's not sure how to play against it. Maybe he's got a plan and he's just game-facing. I hope. I mean, obviously I hope my man Terry wins. Um but I, uh, you know, if I was if I was a betting man, the money would be on Darren. Um, I did a Twitter poll; it's about 50-50, So the internet's pretty much just you know pretty much down split down the middle. Uh, table two is um, John Brock against uh, Rufio uh, Robert Simons with his uh, Spider Spider Army, and John Brock's using his Noble Chaos. So this is a really interesting game. I'd be interested to see how this goes. I'm not sure how to call this one. Um, uh, so Rufio's been doing pretty well, and his list. Because goblins, I think people underestimate it and go, well, it's goblins. But I think actually now in, in Age of Sigmar, they can be just as good as everything else. So um, I don't know. If I, I'm a betting man. I, I'm going to go with John. I'm going to go with John. He's solid. He knows what he, he's been at lots of events and he's been doing pretty well. And I think he's uh, he's got a nasty list. And then uh, table three, we've got Liam from the Cheltenham War Chiefs against Owen Abrams now. I'm going to give this one to Liam. Liam has really picked up his game over the last sort of three or four months and um, the top guy and I hopefully he'll do well with his uh, he should say he's playing Skaven pretty much pure Skaven 
and Owen Abrams is playing Death, but no Nagash. Um, so he's basically using uh, Neferata and, and lots of randomy stuff, but no, no big man. Uh, table four, Paul Whitehead with his Gruffalo Heffalump um, army and against Brian Carmichael's Stormcast Drakoff teleport shenanigans. Um, Star Drake list. So this game's going to be really interesting to watch because Paul um, list is pretty nasty, but Brian's got the tools to deal with it. So uh, I think it's going to come down to the mission if he plays the mission. So Brian's already taken one big unit of six Desolators. Um, I think he's going to try and Alpha Strike down the Thunder Tusks, which is his priority target. But if it was me, I would just split those units up for scoring units and just literally go, I'm going to contest, I'm going to contest. Uh, I think the problem is, is that Paul Whitehead's army, although he's got six beasts, that's only six scoring units. It's actually quite a lot, but he needs to really start picking off scoring units quickly. Um, otherwise, he's going to find himself in a bad position. Um, Brian's also dropped some Judicators. I'm not sure how useful they're going to be in this scenario with the Smoke and Ash. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's really deployed on terrain yet, but it'll be quite interesting to see how many people actually use the terrain and take the risk and how many people um, <laughs> forget that terrain actually blows up. Um, going down the road, going on to save five, you've got um, Chris Alperford uh, with his Deceiver, Deceiver list, playing Tom Wadsley uh, with his Scarbrand Glockin list. So it should be quite an interesting game. It's giving me eyes now. So Tom's actually currently selecting his secret mission. Um, so he's, he's obviously going to take that. Jack is playing the king of Awesome Town himself, Steve Follows. And um, that's in the gash against uh, Seraphon Stormcast, or Seracast, as we're going to call them. And hopefully um, that should be quite an interesting game to watch as well. So this round we're going to be spending quite a lot of time. So there's quite a lot of interesting games for me to watch this round. And then go down down to we've got Ben Smith versus um, so Ben Ben Smith is on table next to him playing um, Lewis Swan and then you've got Andy Talbot playing Daly Frazier. Going down Tony Moore versus Mark Wildman and then Kieran playing the big man D's himself with the gash. So Kieran using his orcs, Mark's on his moon clan, Tony Moore's using the gash. So we've got a lot on the gash in the top 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 tables. Because what you've got to remember is that everyone sort of down to um, Mark Wildman level is one of their games. So you've got like eight, eight, eight tables, everyone on, on three wins. And the separator is basically secret missions. So there's four people on three wins, three missions, and that's table one and two. Um, and then Mark Wildman and Kieran drew last round, so that's why they're both next to each other up on the heady heights of table nine and ten. Um, and then you've got Dan Ford, um, and he's playing Zach Gregory. And then you've got James Perrin, uh, playing Chris Nielsen who's been who got um, lost against Brian last round so uh, it's looking pretty good this round predictions for me I think table one's Darren table two John Brock table three Liam I'm going to go Brian Carmichael table four table five go Tom Morsley uh, table six I'll go Steve Follows table seven I'm going to go for Lewis Swan uh, table eight I'm going to go for Andy Talbot uh, table nine I'm going to Tony Moore uh, table ten I'm going to Kieran uh, table 11 going Dan Ford uh, table 12 uh, James Perrin so that's my prediction so we'll see how we get on. so we're into round 5 of South Coast GT 2016 and um, knowing my prediction last round Darren was victorious against Terry uh, he's now playing Owen Abrams with death on table 1 uh, it's a reliquary uh, mission uh, Owen's got lots of blood knights and Nifarata on the table and some dogs and some stalkers and uh, Darren you've got Nerglins and, and Kairos down on the table at the moment and probably the formation and a summoning pool um, 
Jack is playing on table two against Tom Maudsley. Uh, really, really going to be uh, watching this game really closely. Uh, Jack managed to win out against Steve Follows last round in a really, really tight game. Uh, Tom, Tom was victorious. Tom's just uh, spotted that Jack may have made a little mistake. He could like, get his deceiver in against the slant using Salah Faithless fly move. But um, Jack's just covered it with uh, his old blood like a pro. So you don't get to be the master for nothing. Uh, so Tom's still having a look see what he can do on that table but it's going to be a really interesting game to watch that one um, table 3 John Brock is playing Andy Talbot from Lost Lighthouse so um, it's really good to see Andy, uh, Andy Talbot doing well with his Seraphim and uh, John with his Nurgle and on table 4 we've got uh, the Hobby Killer against uh, Rob Symes and um, got him exactly where I want him Brian has uh, been all be labelled uh, labelled a, a penis for uh, deploying a night vexer on each corner of the board um, I think uh, Rob's decided that he's going to surround the objective with spiders uh, <laughs> which seems to be he's been working fine for him um, so it'd be interesting to see how this pans out but Brian's already teleported two units of Drakoffs either side of the formation uh, of all the spiders so it looks like uh, you know Brian's gone in balls deep straight away uh, it'd be really interesting to see how this pans out but I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping Rufio takes this. I think the Spider Army is really interesting, so it'd be good to see us up in the mix going into the last round. Then going into table five, Kieran versus Paul. Paul drew out um, last round um, against the Hobby Killer, so he's uh, playing Kieran. So destruction off Kieran. I think he's going to struggle in this game. He's been playing really well. It's a little bit of a shame to see him playing that list because the problem I have with the the Gruffalo list um, is that basically. Here and doesn't a lot of armies don't have the tools to deal with it because it's so it's so rock paper scissors and Paul hasn't really found a hard counter to it. I'm not sure there is a lot that is a hard counter to it, but I think a, a decent Archeon list would uh, cause him a lot of problems because you could just delete models uh, with the uh, sort of kings with using the plus one to wound mechanic. Um, you've got Andy Bryan and Lewis Swan uh, up on table six, and then you've got Zach Gregory playing. Uh, Chris Nelson a new guy on the scene with his inch arm beat Les in the first round he's doing really well then you've got Sedge versus Rob Noyes which is uh, uh, interesting another Cheltenham off um, and then you've got going down you've got Rooney's in the mix Terry's playing Brian Hatcher on table 10 and then you've got Steve Follows after his defeat he's playing Pano and Pano seems to play every single Nagash at the tournament and then Rob Perrin versus Iron Man Byron then going down to uh, Liam playing Mark and then Les gets Chris Appleford Neil Peckett is up in the mix um, but then you've got Ben Curry just sneaking in there on that table just at the top 16 tables so uh, quite interesting round this predictions for me Darren going to win that game I think he's going to go to the last round of five wins going to put him in a really strong position um, Jack and Tom too close to call um, I hope Tom wins but I think Jack will pull it he's the master in after all he's just competitive at everything he just he wins at life, basically, Jack. So, um, what either of those is going to end up playing Darren in the last round, I think, and that's going to be a really, really hard game for Darren. I think that's going to really show if Darren's put all the prep in. Darren's really taken this event really seriously. He's put a lot of prep in, a lot of work. He went home early last night. He's been drinking water. He's, he's just been taking it quite seriously, and um, it's great to see his list is really honed for the scenarios for the event, and he's put a lot of thought in. So, hopefully, you know see if anyone can topple him from the top table spot he's been camped in and pretty much from round two so we'll see how that goes but um, 
Andy, Andy Talbot, John Brock. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I hope John Brock wins that, and, and it'll be good to see Hobby Killer versus Rob. I'm giving that to Rob. I think um, Brian's going to shoot his load early, get caught out by what the spiders do, and, and end up falling down on that game. So there's my predictions for the top four. Going down further, I think Paul Whitehead will win out against Kieran. Um, and then going down there, it's sort of not looking that important for the podium, so we'll see. Okay, so we're going into the final round at the South Coast GT. Um, last round, Darren and Owen drew out on table one, um, and um, Jack drew out against Maudsley, um, and then uh, Rob Perrin managed to vanquish Byron. So um, going into the last round, table one, you've got Darren against um, Rob, both on um, four wins and a draw. And, um, you know, that, that's going to be a really close game to see how that pans out. Um, I think Rob's been playing his spider, spider rider army um, really aggressively. So he's probably going to just launch stuff through the gate and see what happens. Just Darren's played a very tricked out list. Um, I don't know how easy it's going to be for him to protect his models. So um, I think Rufio here could be could be a bit of a shout. I'd like to see um, Darren get toppled off the top spot, to be honest. But he has been fair to Darren. He's been playing really well. The last mission was really cagey, really come down to some crucial roles. Um, Maudsley and Jack played Jack in the last round. They both drew. That was a bit of a clash of the Titans. I think they're only on a couple of missions each, though. So uh, uh, Rufio and Darren are on four missions out of five. So that's a really good showing. Um, so on table two is, is Tom Mosley playing Owen. So uh, that should be quite an interesting matchup. Owen's playing really well, to be fair, for his list. And then table three, you've got Jack versus Rob Perrin. Rob Perrin using Archeon, Jack using Order. Uh, Owen's using Death, Tom Mosley using Chaos. Then you've got Chaos and Destruction on table one. And uh, then on table four, you've got Chaos and Order. Um, so it's good mix at the top, good mix. You've got two order players, you've got a death player, you've got a destruction player, and you've got uh, three, uh, two chaos players. So uh, last round, Kieran and um, Paul Whitehead had a really cagey game. Uh, we've recorded some YouTube coverage covering that game, so you can watch that one and see how that went. Uh, he's now playing John Brock, um, and Tony Moore's up playing Kieran, so that's going to be an interesting game. You've got Ricky Me and Zach Gregory on table five. Uh, Lewis Swan is playing Ben Curry on table six. So uh, some good good mix of armies at the top. I think every faction is represented in about the same ratio as in the event, so I'm really happy with that. No list really looks the same. There's all differences between them. Um, played a lot of good feedback about the event, and, and people are really enjoying it. Um, it'd be interesting to see um, who, who made victorious here. I mean, Terry is playing Rob and, and I think if Terry wins that game he's basically going to podium because of the amount of missions he's completed so it, you know T Dizzle could come good for the Face Hammer crew I really hope he's the highest ranked Face Hammer player at the moment Les isn't too far away he's, he's on table sort of uh, I think table 16 or 17 and then you've got um, Byron who, who's sort of in the, in the mid, of, mid tables I think he's down on table 26 so still upper mid uh, doing pretty well but um, it, it's a really good showing from the guys I think um, from what I've seen and Steve Follows is, is playing Liam actually for the War Chiefs this round and he, uh, he drew out in the last mission um, again so I think he's been struggling a little bit with his list uh, with Nagash it's quite interesting to me that actually the top deaf army did not using Nagash um, uh, but Tony Moore's the highest ranked Nagash player on table 8 so uh, 
he's obviously been playing quite solid but I think he's got a slightly different list around what he's got I think maybe Steve follows this is too much focused on keeping Nagash alive whereas Tony Moore's got a few more options because he's got the um, the uh, vampire lord on the zombie dragon so it's really interesting to see so I'm quite um, looking forward to see how this round pans out I'll probably do a wrap up at the end I'm not sure how much time I get during the round because this last round and I think we've probably got to do another sort of round report um, for the um, YouTube channel for Healing Hammer so I'll be on that but obviously check out that channel because there's a lot of videos on there particularly the wrap up video we did last night and the painting competition um, the painting armies that were out today as well there was some really really solid entrance for that and um, I'm quite looking forward to announcing that the winners because we've decided on what, what we're doing um, so I think that those people will be pretty chuffed with the results I hope so um, it kind of worked out quite nicely actually I think this year it was a little bit of contentious around the first spot but we were generally almost on an agreement on, on the one and two so uh, that'll be interesting to see but yeah so final round I'll come back later with another little bit of report and see how it goes I might try and grab Darren for an interview or Rob and just see how they're playing and how they are um, it's quite difficult to do the interviews because people have got the games to play and I don't want to I don't want to make a game not finish on time so if I can get a chance to um, grab someone for an interview I will do but we'll see how it goes alright cheers guys ok so it's uh, still the final round at South Coast GT so on table one it's a bit cagey Darren's actually looks like he's got two three gates uh, Rob's uh, spider's still alive attacking over one he's backed up with some more spiders so the role to see which gate collapses is going to be really, really critical. If one of the gates that Rob's fighting over goes, then uh, it could be quite hard for him to come back from that. But uh, Darren hasn't got a lot around one of the gates, just 10 plate bearers. So uh, if, if Rufio actually attacks that, um, maybe he can actually get in and do some damage. So uh, it looks like um, the free Thundertust uh, is still alive. So Lord of Change is now in threat range for that. And I think... Um, Darren's going to try and try an alpha strike one, see if he can take it out, but I think um, it's looking a bit cagey. Table two, Tom's playing Owen, and it looks really, really tight this game. Tom's got, looks like the gate that Tom had his Blight Kings around has collapsed, so uh, now it's looking um, pretty close. But looking at scoring units, Tom looks like he's got more scoring units alive than what Owen has, so uh, it's going to be really interesting. But um, the Glockkin is basically fighting the Ferrata and a load of Blood Knights, so it's all going to depend on if they can get drop the Glockkin, get into the Blight Kings and kill the scoring units. The other two units of Blight Kings are basically so far away, I'm not sure they'll better get across the board in time to contest objectives, so um, it's quite an interesting game. On, um, on table three, Rob Perrin was massive up against Jack, but now he's lost pretty much everything. He's just got his Nurgles, and it does look like the gate that's dropped. It was on Red per- Rob Perrin's side, um, and Jack has two gates, so it's looking like Jack's actually going to take the win in that game, which is really surprising because I thought he was basically going to lose the game. But Rob Perrin is basically... Um, I don't know what happened, but he just lost all of his units um, and, and Jack's now got too many units to contest. Basically, all Robin, Rob, Rob Perrin's got left on the table is Nurglins. Table four, Terry and Sedge looks really tight. I'm not entirely sure who's winning or what's dead, but it looks like Terry's lost Frank Hall, uh, a scoring unit and some plague poor catapults. Karras and Lord of Change is still up. Uh, Karadrin's fighting the remaining Plague Drone. Um, looks really tight. Um, I'm not sure if the gate's collapsed yet. It looks like the gate that's collapsed is the one that was sedged at his Phoenix Guard through. So um, this could be any, anyone's really in that, on that table. 
Um, online data tables. Uh, I'm not sure how many people are getting on, not really been paying attention, but we'll find out later on. So, um, table one have just rolled for their Rome gate roll, see which gate collapsed. And Darren, the gate that you have most of his army around, has collapsed. So, it looks like Darren's got a very shaky control of one gate, um, and Rufio's got basically one gate is his, the other one he's got Spider on. Darren's now frantically trying to get across the board to deal with uh, Rufio's army, but I think actually that's really brought that game back into the balance and Rufio looks like he could take this out so he's looking now that the destruction army could take out the event which will be amazing um, Darren I feel bad for him he's played really well all weekend um, but I was just saying to Dan about this I think people are playing this scenario incorrectly what you need to do is rather than camp your army in the corners of the board controlling the gates you need to put your army in the middle of the board and once you're in the middle of the board you're not bothered about people teleporting from the table edge and you can capture all four um, gates because you can react to where the gate drops and the whole point of this scenario is to have a big ruck in the middle basically because the, if you're in the corner and that gate goes you're miles away you can't get across the board in time you've got two turns unless you've got quick units which people don't tend to be taking they take a lot of infantry they're just not going to get there so now it's a, a race to, for Darren to actually be able to get onto an objective so he's going balls out he's run across but if Rufio gets a turn he's got, two thunder t- he's got three thunder tusks still up which could mortal wound off, off the units that can score, and it should give him the game. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what happens here. Um, it looks like it's going to be quite a tight game. And then table two, Tom's frantically running his Blight Kings to one objective, but he's got a unit on the other objective, and uh, he looks like he's better to contest the, the other one as well. So um, Owen looks like he's really on the back foot here. I don't think he's got enough units left on the table to really affect this game. So I think um, Tom's probably going to win on table two. Nefrata's just been charged by a soul grinder and it's like Deceiver's about to go in as well. Yeah, the Deceiver's in. The Glockkin's still up fighting the Blood Knights. Just such a tank. Um, so uh, Scarbrand's just charged his Vampire Lord. I think Tom's now really putting his pressure on the jugular and, and really going for it. Uh, Jack and Rob Perrin have finished up now and I believe Jack's probably taken that game. So on table four, Terry uh, looks like he's up against Sedgman. So... Uh, it looks now he's, he's got control of, of two of the gates, sedges on the ropes, most of the units are dead. So it's good to see Terry taking it home for the facehammer boys. So it looks like Jack won on table three. Um, Rob basically didn't underestimate the Lisbon formation of standing still and doing loads of damage, and um, he's ended up uh, uh, basically chucking his army into the jaws of the Seraphon and, and falling over, and uh, Jack managed to get that scenario. So... Uh, he's now looking like he's in a very good position so it's all going to come down to secret missions and table one and table two um, Ter- Terry's again looking looking really good position I'm not sure how many secret missions he got but he could be well within the chance of a podium as well So I'm here with uh, Rob Perrin from the Cheltenham War Chiefs or Western Crew Hello. How are you doing? Hello, yeah, not too bad. I've just had a, a cracking South Coast. Oh, my, brilliant. My first so, one. Do you have, it was your first one. Did you yeah. have fun? Yeah, really good fun. I've Damn. had, I was really nervous, but I've had six brilliant games. Enjoyed every single one. Fantastic. How did you, um, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about what you brought. So you brought Chaos. So I, I've gone with Archeon. Yeah. Uh, with a Wall of Nurgle. Plus okay. a few cheeky uh, additional 
generals with some funky command abilities. So your army works around stacking command abilities on because Archon's got all the marks to give him all the benefits. And, exactly right. He's got yeah. every single mark so he can have a benefit from any direction, which in my practice games I wasn't getting enough out of him. No. Um, so he just, he just didn't do enough. So I think he's a bit like Nagash. You've got to invest a lot to make him good. Exactly right. Yeah. Did you take Did you take any Varangard? I my Varangard are still in the boxes waiting to be built right but and would you have done if you had definitely them? yeah because you took three soul grinders didn't you I did yeah. so uh, how yeah. were they over the weekend uh, they were really good really yeah. good I, I had a lot of plague drones early on in my, my practice right. games yeah. but I needed the ability to reach out and do something so for example on the first yeah, scenario it's a big thing with chaos having some sort of shooting or yeah something, that so. first scenario when you've got like an infantry guy guarding yeah. a thing and you, you can't do anything to him no exactly where soul yeah. grinders just were there technically 32 inch range because they can run and shoot and do whatever they want yeah really really helps oh brilliant so um you were up on table three last round i know bit uh, of an epic it was epic game it was yeah surprising I, I was coming into it thinking i want to get three wins want to get three wins yeah and then i got four and then i was on table three going <gasps> I want table yeah. three. against the master himself yep the yep. master jack armstrong so you uh I saw early on you got your um, Archeon across the board. You sent him through the gate. I did. I, I, I thought I was. I thought this is going well. He gave me first turn, yeah. and I gave every buff in the world to Archeon. Sent him through the gate. Yep. Luckily, I got him where I wanted, and he, he then went through a unit of the retributors. Re- retributors. Yeah. And um, and the, put the Paladin guys. Yeah. The. So, so the retributors the the and then also and guys with bows as well. Judicators. Judicators. Yeah. So, yeah, he took both of them off, and, of course, he then had to make a battle shot for, for them, and he rolled high, and then Archeon adds two to it, so lots of them disappeared. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that was quite good, and it all looked a bit exciting. Jack had a bit of a sad face, thinking, I've lost, I've lost, I've lost. I saw lost. him eating his comfort avocado, Yeah, he was... which would mean my comfort food is chocolate, so, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he's obviously yeah, he's a, a bit, lot yes. healthier than yeah. me, so... Um, and you... You then did he get the did he get a double turn against you? He did. He did. Um, yeah. I made it, I, but to be fair, I made a mistake because um, yeah. Arkin was doing so well. Yeah, and uh, was just carving through units, and also my hidden mission was was kill the general. Yeah, and he'd forgotten to move his slam. It was within range of Arkin over a unit of Saurus warriors. Right. Okay. He had a formation that meant if they don't move he gets D3 wounds yeah. but he'd moved them yeah. so I thought oh that's alright they've been moved in I go so uh, Arkin went in leaned over trying to get the slam right cut all wounds off him and the Eternity Warden protecting him so I didn't kill him yeah and then I think he's over. got 14 effective wounds yeah it was, yeah. It was a long shot but I, get, I gave him all my shooting as well yeah they both had two wounds left at the end of that so it was close yeah. but not quite close enough no and then um, and then he then went oh it's my turn now they haven't moved now I'm, I'm on D3 wounds take Arkin off yeah so he because he was in combat yeah and he hadn't moved to just wait so. to just do that last bit just about he didn't move and went in just didn't go. yeah so um, so yeah of course I hand it over to then Shaq's turn but of course now that unit haven't moved so they're now on yeah. D3 wounds so uh, yeah they just just completely took Archeon off <laughs> yeah that's pretty did you find Archeon is a bit fragile 
And that sounds stupid because 20 wounds, 3 up save, more wounds save. Did you find him a little bit fragile? or? Yes, but then I'm I've, every game I've thrown him at my opponent and gone, yeah. deal with this. Um, yeah. And, and that's, it's been good, really good fun to play it that way. But he has died in 50% of my games, exactly 50% of my games. Right, all okay. practice ones, all the ones here. So I know that Steve Wren's been using him, he's lost him every game and he's been yeah, struggled it's, with it. But. It's, I need, I'm going to go, go back, I'm going to look at all the command abilities and I, I'm thinking the one I need is that the, the Nurgle Harbinger of Death yeah, yeah. to give me a 5 up Too ward. horrible to die. Yeah, yeah just, so that would just make all the difference. I think right? if he's just running up behind his base... And you've got, you've got all your saves. Yeah, so the Harbinger is pretty useful because he runs up behind. Yeah. He's that five up to over to die save. And, exactly, uh, and that would... Because every time he's either died to a double turn where someone's come yeah. in, done a load of wounds to him and then got a double turn against him and done a load of more wounds to him. And, and that's that's what's taken him out. Did you have an fit to healing? Because like, you could take like, the great and clean one, couldn't you? And use and I could, maybe yeah. heal Nurgle. I don't, I don't, or Festus, maybe? Um, Festus, but then trouble is he's got to be so close in the hero phase. Mm. And because and I'm chucking Arkin across the board, yeah. he's never going to be near him in the hero yeah. phase. I mean, maybe you could do something around Blight Kings. I don't know. Yeah. Again, they're slow, but uh, yeah. maybe you can... I don't know if you saw the faithless teleporters Black Kings across the oh, board. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, might he, be some options. He, he is also at home, unpainted, yeah. <laughs> waiting yeah, to Yeah, I've go. got one in the bag. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with my next army. I might do an Archeon army. I'm, I'm sure. I've so. re- he's, he's been really good fun to play with. Yeah, he looks it. I mean, much more fun than the Gash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that Gash doesn't look fun at all. And no, also, no, the Gash is, is a bit of a pain for your opponent as well. Yeah, I think so. All right, well, um, thanks for taking the time to speak to me and uh, commiserations. No, um, no, it was, it was but, cracking. Really yeah, enjoyed it. I was rooting for you. <laughs> um, not sure Jack would be happy with that, but, you know, I, it would just been a bit of a good story because I think Jack has sort of just turns up and wins and it's, you know... It's, it's too just, easy. It's too easy for him. So, you know, but, well, you know, it wasn't to be. Yeah, no, but no, no Really shame. good showing. I mean, yeah. you're going to finish high, obviously. Um, um, so we'll see what, what my, happens. So. My dream position coming into this was in the top 30. So I'm yeah. going to be holding my breath as the results go out. You might probably made that. We'll see. Just, let's wait and see, yeah. Because yeah. I've not done very well in my secret missions. Oh, dear. Okay, <laughs> so, well, we'll see. So, no. <laughs> All right, well, thanks very much. So that was the last piece of recording I took over the weekend, which is the interview with Rob Perrin. Um, and then we obviously went on to the awards, and um, we would do a main show on this. But in this show, I just want to say congratulations to the winners. So the winners were in Best Sports, Joe Purcell and Dan Mitchell from Lizards and Space, both top guys. Um, got a lot of time for these guys. They're really enthusiastic and new to the scenes. Great to see that in. Uh, best terrain was Ben Johnson, Robert Sedgman. Ben Johnson has just so many good quality pieces of terrain. And um, Rob Sedgman, or Sedge as he's known, all of his stuff was sort of scratch built, elven themed, really, really nice. He's got this big elven house, it's like sorry, out of Lord of the Rings, but some of my favourite bits are the statues and like the sort of broken masonry steps with the really nice, uh, really, really well deserved. His army was nominated as well because it is, is really good. Um, from the painting, um, from my side, it was really, really strong this year. There was over 22 armies that could have been nominated. We had to narrow it down to about 12 just to make it manageable. 
and then shortlisting the armies was really difficult but congratulations to Steve Foot with the coolest army award which we probably just renamed to the Steve Foot award next year I guess as he seems to always take this away um, and then we also had um, in third place Byron Ord with his lovely elves uh, second place Les Martin with his celestial vindicators and in first place Ian Gilmore's Nurgle which is just absolutely exceptional very easy to overlook but I think it's uh, it's really really good all three of those armies to be honest are amazing and could have been you know it's very difficult to put any in order and even some that missed out really wanted to give give them a shout out and say really well done sort of i'll just mention as well that it's been officially announced ben curry took away the games workshop community voted award which was games workshop took some of the armies that we we selected and put them up on Facebook and asked people to vote. Now, unfortunately, they didn't select Les's army. I don't know if it might have been an oversight, um, but um, basically Ben Curry took that award. I think he's got a strong Facebook presence, so that helps, and we're not really on Facebook much um, at the moment. What I would say as well that um, on Facebook, you can see all the photos I took from South Coast GT. So check out the the Face Hammer uh, Facebook page and you can see all of the photos that are all posted in the album they're also on my page I've made that public I guess that means you can see it but I'm a bit new to this um, also talking about other things from the event is obviously the awards for best in faction so Owen Abram won best uh, death which was really good he was tied with Steve Follows uh, Mr Awesome himself uh, but he actually took that on um, kill points so it came down to kill points in the end and then um we had best order was Jack Armstrong, best chaos was Tom Maudsley, um, best destruction was Rob Symes. And it's been all over Twitter, and I've done a lot of posting, but the podium was Jack Armstrong, then it was Tom Maudsley, and then it was Rob Symes. And Jack and Tom were separated by secret missions, and Rob was uh, undefeated over the weekend and took out um, took out the event. There's other noticeable things to things achievements to notify was terry getting all six secret missions the only player in the tournament to do that really really well done to him um also uh and he came in fourth unfortunately but he was close but no cigar um other people as well tony moore didn't lose the game he just had three draws um so he didn't finish as high up as he could have done um so for me that was the main event and i will talk about the painting competition on the saturday night um just a quick shout out to ben johnson taking home the um uh, best in show award with his Horus um, Byron won two categories with single miniature and uh, monstrous character and um, Les won the unit category and Dave Frazier really made he really so chuffed about this won the best monster and they were all player voted so uh, there you go um, for me before I sign off fantastic event everyone there made the event awesome you know the coverage running it with Dan and Wayne and you know all the people behind the scenes that help the venue staff the you know the beer wenches the admin um and even people who helped on the comp who had came with the right attitude the players themselves um uh, just this year's been the best year for me to south coast it's been absolutely fantastic um the fact games workshop were retweeting and well reposting or sharing the videos that were being made um, you know, we were in contact with the guys at GW over the event, um, talking about what they wanted us to show. Um, I think 
that's a really good step in the right direction for the hobby and as the community in general to help grow AOS as a as a game. I'm not just talk about tournament games, just in general, just get some more players involved. So I'd say that we had about 50% of the field with new players and going forward i really just want to see aos grow as a game and i think it will and i think next year south coast is going to be massive it's going to be really hard to top this year this year's been the best year so far out of the eight years we've been running the event so just a massive thank you to everyone who came along um if you didn't make it and and you wish you were part of it then try and come along next year we'd love to see you if um you know you have any comments about the comp or the pack please email as per the pack itself and I will amend it. We, I will be keeping it going. I will amend the pools. I will take on feedback. Um, it's the first time we had a good um, showing of a, lots of people playing the scenarios across many different armies over a big event. And I was able to witness things myself. There's some stuff in mind I already have for changes, um, which I will make. And I'm hoping that you know these will be good changes for the game and at the end of it will um it'll be really good so thanks everyone who came along and yeah um that's it really so we'll record our main show soon check out the links on facebook for our um pictures check out the um youtube videos that were done by matthew and on the healing hammer um you know subscribe like share whatever all this social media stuff that goes on if you need some new toys you're inspired for a new army um go to element games our sponsors they're fantastic they're there for you they're you know click for a website if you want to support us more if you want some cool dice almost out put an order through the website you could get the last set uh, we will be ordering more dice we'll announce it on the show when they're coming in uh maybe not be for a month or so so you're probably gonna have a three month four month window before we have any more in stock so cheers guys uh thanks for listening to this mini-sode and i will see you all soon To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.